I'm an educator. You know, I like to help people understand why those foods are important and what's in them. The, the plethora of micronutrients that are in plant foods is just amazing. So when you can show somebody, you know, what's missing and, and why it's important and how it may help them to feel good, then that's the beauty in, in that journal. Welcome to Improv is No Joke podcast, where it's all about becoming a more effective communicator by embracing the principles of improvisation. I'm your host, Peter Margaritas, the self-proclaimed chief edutainment officer of my business, The Accidental Accountant. My goal is to provide you with thought-provoking interviews with business leaders so you can become an effective improviser, which will lead to building stronger relationships with clients, customers, colleagues, and even your family. So let's start the show. Welcome to episode 14 of Improv is No Joke podcast. I'm your host, Peter Margaritas, and thank you very much for listening today. Today's guest is Tammy Gayton, who is a certified health coach and the CEO and founder of Gayton Wellness, LLC. I've known Tammy for 20 years because she's my next door neighbor. She has an interesting story on her journey from 16 years in the corporate IT world to her business today. Our conversation centers around nutrition and its relationship to productivity. The fuel we provide to our associates can either give them a boost in productivity or the exact opposite. She provides excellent advice on what types of foods help us fight stress and the types of foods we need to consume during high peak stress times in our business. Before we get into the interview with Tammy, I'd like to share with you a review that I received on iTunes from CDY32 who wrote, I never thought improvisation would bleed over into the business world, but after listening to Peter explain the concepts, I now know that it is vital. Great show, and I'm looking forward to future episodes. Well, thank you, Mr. or Mrs. CDY32. I greatly appreciate your feedback. If you've been listening to this podcast, I'd appreciate if you'd take a moment and write a review. It helps the podcast gain greater visibility in the iTunes community. Here are the seven steps you need to take in order to leave a review. First, launch Apple's podcast app. Second, tap the search tab. Third, enter the name of the podcast you want to rate or review. Four, tap the blue search key at the bottom right. Five, tap the album art for the podcast. Six, tap the reviews tab. And finally, seven, tap write a review at the bottom. Also, if you're not signed up for the SN Challenge, Please go to my website, petermargaritas.com, and scroll down to the SN Challenge Call to Action and click to register to begin building the effective habit of yes and and the principles of improvisation. And remember to share your experiences on Twitter using the hashtag YesAndChallenge or on the Accidental Accountants Facebook page. Now, if you're unsure of what the SN Challenge is all about, please go back and listen to Episode Zero. This is where I discuss the SN Challenge in more detail. This week, I'd like to share with you an article that was published in Crane's Cleveland Business titled, Medical Improv, Putting Physicians to the Test. The article refers to Dr. Carolyn Chan, a first-year resident at University Hospitals, was looking for a research project last fall when a mentor suggested that she combine her longtime hobby of improv with her medical work, something she hadn't thought about before. 
Soon she began using improv as a tool when something was going wrong in a conversation with a patient. She says, with patients who are really angry at me for whatever reason, I try to calm them down by trying to find something we can actually agree on. Chan says, so that's the first rule of improv. Yes, and. It's hard to argue with someone if you find something to agree on. She then worked to develop a curriculum and in February began teaching her fellow residents on how to apply improv into their work. In addition, the Cleveland Clinic has also incorporated medical improv into its communication training. This is great advice, and it applies whether you're dealing with an angry patient, an angry client, an angry employee, an angry spouse. I'll put the link to the entire article in the show notes. Well, okay, it appears that I've completed my to-do list, so without further ado, let's get to the interview with Tammy Gayton. Tammy, I greatly appreciate you spending time with me today on my podcast. Thank you very much, and I'm so looking forward to our conversation. Me too, Pete, and thank you for the opportunity to be here. It's really fun. I'm looking forward to learning more about an integrative nutritional health coach, what you do, and how you help people become healthier in their lives. And the first question I I like to ask is, tell us about yourself. Give us your background. Well, I didn't start out as a health coach. I actually, when I graduated from high school, my father, I went to college and my father suggested that I major in computer science because that was the wave of the future back then. And I think it still is. So it really wasn't my thing, but I went ahead and followed his advice and got my degree, um, Bachelor of Science in Management Information Systems and got a job right out of college, which uh, was a really good job, well-paying. So my father was a smart man. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I worked in the corporate world, corporate IT, for 16 years. And um, actually, it was got very crazy. I had a stressful job. I was writing programs probably for the first three years in COBOL on (laughs) Cards, <laughs> punch cards. If you can, uh, you know, that gives you some idea how long ago this was. Uh, I remember punch cards. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my husband was also working an IT job, and we were juggling schedules. We had four children, and when my youngest was born in 2000, um, things were just really nutty. Um, we were, you know, I was coming home from work, trying to get the kids fed. We were going out and eating, you know chicken nuggets and french fries and coming home trying to get them bathed and in bed. And then I would dial back in and probably work till two o'clock in the morning so I could complete my projects. I had moved from being a programmer to being a business analyst. So I was kind of a liaison between programmers and the end users. I was uh, designing a lot of training materials and traveling And it was actually, you know, I loved that part when I got out of programming was actually working with people. That was more my thing. Yeah. But by the time that fourth baby came along, (laughs) we were pretty broken. We were sick all the time. Our kids were in daycare and, you know, they would just pass things from one to the other. And then Brad and I would get sick. So um, we made the decision that I would stay home. And I thought this is going to be a piece of cake. You know, I thought I've been managing big projects. I've got these three little kids. This should be, you know, no problem. Well, where did I have a lot to learn? (laughs) (laughs) 
they pushed all my buttons. I realized that, you know, nothing was going to go as planned. And, um, but we were able to get healthy. One of the things that I did when I was working my corporate job was, it was kind of an escape for me, was I would go to a health food store that was right next door to where I worked. And the lady that owned it um, mentored me on natural health. I mean, she really ignited my passion for healthy food and healthy living. She taught me about organic food and why pesticides were bad. She taught me about trans fats. And this was all 20 years ago when these things were not, you know, in our common vocabulary today. And then I would also go on some days to a spiritual center that had free lunchtime guided meditation. And that I think really helped me a lot when I was under so much stress. So the combination of those things kind of ignited my passion for natural health. And um, as I stayed home with my kids, you know, I was able to start really applying these things that I had learned to my family and my husband and myself too. And we got pretty healthy. Then I decided to go back to school, decided I wanted to pursue, you know, a career and something that I was passionate about. So I, I went to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and got my certification as a health coach and started to practice. But about that time, I also started to have my own health issues and going through perimenopause. I had some cervical spines some neck issues, vertigo, dizziness, and then I was diagnosed as hypothyroid. So here I had become a health coach and I <laughs> what's going on? You know, I'm eating well, applying all these things I know, and I'm falling apart. (laughs) So I, uh, again, I went back to school in 2013. I had come across uh, functional nutrition, which is a really interesting concept because it looks at the person as a whole and how all of your systems are really intricately connected. And it also looks at each person as being incredibly unique. So no two people with the same diagnosis or the same problems are going to be helped by the same protocol. Everybody has you know, variations in their genetic makeup, um, what type of problem they may be or working on, and also um, the makeup of the bacteria in their gut can be different. So it, it's really, as a coach, what I learned is that, you know, in studying physiology, how things are all connected, but I also learned that it's really important to listen to your your client and to find out, you know, what is going on with them. And then from there, you can move forward and create, you know, a plan or a protocol or an action plan that's going to work that they can start working with. Wow. Um, Sorry, that was kind of long, wasn't it? <laughs> no, no, that was that was very interesting. I, I'm still I'm still dwelling on the fact that you spent 16 years in, in IT, and <laughs> you've now, which is, but I think about it, you, you've you've transitioned yourself from that corporate stressful environment into a role that now you're trying to help those in the corporate world on how to become more healthier, how to, how to deal with all the stress that they're, that we're under. And it's an interesting journey. It's been a very interesting journey. And, you know, as I look back, I can kind of connect the dots at some of the things that I did as a liaison between programmers and end users. I'm now doing with 
you know, how to get healthy, trying to, it's all very complex with nutrition and it can be confusing and there's so much conflicting information out there and how to, to help somebody figure out what's going to work for them and then put it into a plan that they can understand. You know, it's a kind of a discovery process too that we work through. But yeah, I look back and I see how what I was doing when in the corporate world applies now to the clients that I work with. And also the presentation skills when I was doing um, my training and traveling and documentation, those skills have all come into play as I work with corporations because I can go in and I can present information in an easily understandable way. I know what these people are going through. You know, when I go in and do a lunch and learn, I can talk about stress and, you know, how do you mitigate stress? How can you eat to fuel yourself? How can you nourish yourself with healthy foods? How to eat for energy? You know, those types of things that are really helpful for people that are in that corporate lifestyle. So what what advice would you give someone a novice that said, I, I need to, I need to hire you. And as you said, we're going to co-create this program. Mm-hmm. What would be one of the first things you would have this person do? Well, usually we talk, we sit down and we talk and I listen and I, you know, I listen to their lifestyle. I listen to their background. There's a lot of stuff that comes out in their history when they, they talk. And then we, We'll track, we'll have them do like a, what I call a food, mood, poop <laughs> journal. <laughs> okay, wait, 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 wait. I got to hit rewind there. <laughs> uh, what was that again? <laughs> it's a food, mood, poop journal. So, well, just for a couple of days, we kind of look at what, <laughs> what's coming in, how they're feeling, and what's going out. And it's it's a diagnostic tool, again, coming from a computer background and a systems and logistics type of mindset that I have. I like to see, you know, what what they're eating and it's not about counting calories and it's not about any shaming. It's just let's see what's coming in, let's see how you feel and let's see what's going out. And and that way we can start to look at, you know, foods that might they might be sensitive to or or things that might be triggering agitation or, or fatigue. So that's kind of a, a starting point. We take a look at that and then we make a plan together of, of things we'd like to address. So let's say I'm a 55-year-old uh, executive uh, for any type of company. I'm in a high-stress job. My morning consists of a couple slices of bacon, maybe some eggs as I'm flying out the door. Lunch, I yeah, I just... I'll go down to the cafeteria, grab a burger, grab some lasagna, and just grab whatever. I'll eat it at my desk, or or every now and then be, go out to out to eat at some restaurant. But you know, I'm not eating that healthy. And in the evenings, I get home, and and if I'm single, I'm having a TV dinner, or 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 I'm just eating out. Or if I'm married with a family, maybe I'm getting a decent meal there. Let's say pork tenderloin with uh, uh, some pineapple and and, and broccoli. So just, I think the first thing you would say is slow down. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Breathe. (laughs) Slow down. But I'd also notice, I mean, what screams at me right away would be the missing plant foods. It's like, where's the color? You know, where's the green and the red and the orange and the yellow and the blue and the violet? 
that's one of the things I address first with people too is increasing the plant foods. Hey, I said broccoli. <laughs> oh, I heard pineapple in there too, so you have a little yellow. <laughs> but yeah, yes. that's that's true. Uh, plant-based diets are better for you. Being a type one diabetic, I have, and I read the book China's. China syndrome, uh, the China diet, or China something like that, and China study. I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. one. And, and actually, I did change my diet to, at one point, probably more ninety percent plant based uh, uh, fruits, vegetables, all that, than anything else. And it, it was it was great. I, I could feel a difference. But mm -hmm. the thing that always trips me up is the holidays. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think you have to <laughs> you have to be gentle with yourself and just know that, you know, those are times when you may be like getting off the highway a little bit. You may be taking a few detours. And the thing is you just have to know how to get back on. You know, you don't beat yourself up about it, but you know that you're gonna get back on and take care of yourself. So that comes to be New Year's Eve and I make that New Year's resolution that I'm gonna get back on the train again, and I'm on the train, and just like everything else we do as it relates to New Year's resolutions, by February 1st, I can't even spell resolution, <laughs> and, 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 I, and I'm not maintaining that habit. So yeah. what advice would you give someone who's having a, yeah, and I think everybody does this. We all set diets, we all set plans, but then we fall off the wagon, and we end up going back to our old ruts. What advice would you give on how to stay on track? It's just the little things. You know, it doesn't have to be an overall big diet change. It's just starting to make little upgrades and add in. And that's one of the things I work with people on is how to make it easy to, to get more plant foods into your diet, but just like adding in a smoothie in the morning, you know, or taking a walk at lunch. It doesn't have to be an, a huge big deal but these little things add up they like a snowball effect and once you start doing one little thing you get motivated and you start to feel a little bit better and then you suddenly have a little bit more energy and then that motivation and energy coincide to you know push you forward and then a coach comes into play you know <laughs> that's where the coach is helpful and saying come on you know take my hand and we'll we'll walk through this together I'll give you a little inspiration and and motivation. And I, I, I find it interesting that you use the word coming from the IT background. You use the word upgrades. So I'm going from I'm going from Pete 1.0 to 1.1 to 1.2, 1.3, the add-ons. But that does make sense. It's just taking yeah. taking the little bits. And I, I'm a I'm a firm believer. Uh, and I had a, con a conversation with. Um, on the Dan Swarthow uh, podcast about if you want to get better at doing something and you need that help, hire a coach. Yeah. Look, don't look at it as, as a cost. Look at it as an investment in better health. It's always been my mantra that if I want to become the best or try to become the best speaker possible, I've hired two or three coaches over getting different opinions. But I'm, I'm a big believer in, in hiring a coach, one, to help you maintain those habits. But as we're, we're sitting here talking and, and this episode will more than likely be aired in, in September, and we're right here at the end of, well, we think it's the end of spring. I'm not sure if winter is really <laughs> with, with the weather. Do you do you coach about nutrition for the seasons? Is that even a thing? 
Yes, it actually is a thing. In fact, I coach too that we should be eating with the seasons. You know, that the nature is designed to provide us the foods that we need, you know, during the season that we're in. So in the spring, you're eating the leafy greens that are coming up and they're giving you energy and they're like the dandelion greens and things, although a lot of people don't eat those. They're designed to to help your liver, to help clear out the sludge from the winter. And then, of course, as you head into fall, you're eating more of the root vegetables and those things are, are designed to kind of ground you and to get you ready for winter. So yes, I think that that is definitely a thing. And I think that we should be eating with the seasons also because that way we're eating the freshest foods possible. You know, what is being produced in your area locally at that time of the year. So if spring is greens and stuff, what's summer then? What should we be eating in summer? Summer's a lot of, again, it's more greens, a lot of fruit, you know. Fruits and, and fresh vegetables that are in season here in Ohio. A lot of the stuff, you know, isn't ripe until toward the end of <laughs> August. But but definitely fruits and 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 winter. I guess alcohol is not the main food group. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not, but <laughs> can be worked in there a little bit. Definitely. Yeah. What do we? What should we eat in winter since it is cold and snowy and Basically, you know, your soups, your warming foods, looking at spices, your cumin and turmeric and but yeah, all of those. And again, the, the beans, things that um, are soothing and warming are what I typically talk about for winter. Kind of goes along with common sense, you know, what you're used to eating or, or what sounds good to you that time of year. And soups do sound good to me that time of year. I do I do make a lot of soup during that time of year. So how are you? I, I know you've got a, a number of clients. What when you go into an organization and mm-hmm. they hire you? Can you describe that process? What you do? How you set up your programs for a maybe a larger audience? Well, for one of the things I do for corporations is participate in their wellness events. Um, A lot of times they'll have wellness days where I'll come and I'll have a table and, and talk about what I do, you know, as their employees come through. And then I also provide lunch and learns. Sometimes the lunch and learn is on the same day as the wellness event. So, and that can be tailored to, you know, what their employees may be interested in hearing about. I've done lunch and learns on sugar, you know, ways to reduce your cravings for sugar, and also lunch and learns on how to eat for energy, lunch and learns on how to get more plant foods into your diet. And the other interesting thing I've started doing is what we call coaching days. So I will go into an organization for a day and they have employees that have signed up for 30-minute health coaching sessions with me. And basically in that 30-minute session, they come with whatever their main goal or challenge might be at the time. And I can give them some tips on moving forward. And then I follow that up with notes afterwards so they can have a review of what we talked about. What do you do with your long-term clients? I mean, how... how what is the length of time if I say I'm, I, I want to hire you to help me become better and it's not going to be like a, a one-shot deal, I really need your help. What is the average length of time that you're spending with your clients? Usually three months. Three I mean, months. that's 
seems to be. And and then a lot of times the three-month client will extend for another three months just because it's, it's nice for them to have that person there. Every other week is typically how often we meet. And, you know, during that time, we'll decide on what they want to work on for the next time, kind of put together a plan together for the next two weeks. But I do offer in one-time sessions if somebody wants just you know, like I was talking about with the coaching days, they just need some tips or something to get them started. Then there's the three-month program, six-month. But basically, it's it's designed for the person. So if somebody doesn't need that much, and if they just want one month, we can do that, you know. With- so I, I, I can just imagine. So if I hired you for one month, great. I would implement that uh, immediately. Do you send an email maybe two or three months out? Hey, are you staying on the road here? Don't fall off the wagon. You know, I, it's been a couple months since we've talked. Just a real quick reminder to stay on track. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Good. And working with somebody when, when we're in a three-month program or six-month program, they have access to me every day. So it's not just when we meet to talk, you know, whether it be via Skype or on the phone or in person, it's not just during that session, but every day they have access to me via email. So anything coming up, any questions they have, I am their support person. I'm their advocate. I'm their friend. You know, it is, I'm in it with them. (laughs) Basically, you know, we're doing this together. You are their help desk. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's good. So it's 24-7 access to you during this time to make sure they stay on that. And then after the the time period, they're taking off the training wheels and going out there. You're still providing some type of follow-up to them in order to keep them motivated and moving forward. Right. Definitely. Wow. That's great. Um, (laughs) That's – I mean, I've learned – I'm learning – a ton today and (laughs) wonderful and the food mood and poop journal um, (laughs) that one's going to stay for quite for quite a while Uh, i won't i'm not gonna we could could have a whole nother call about that (laughs) (laughs) now is that journal only done the first couple of weeks yeah basically it's just a tool a diagnostic tool so we can see what's you know what some of their triggers might be, what um, where we might be missing some foods that could be helpful. And like I said, it's not about calories. I'm not a calorie counter. Um, it's more about learning to nourish yourself well with whole foods. It's I'm I'm an educator. You know, I like to help people understand why those foods are important and what's in them. The, the plethora of micronutrients that are in plant foods is just amazing. So when you can show somebody, you know, what's missing and, and why it's important and how it may help them to feel good, then that's the beauty in, in that journal. That's great. Because I think of my audience and Hopefully the audience will continue to grow over time that we've got a lot of business leaders and a lot of hopefully a lot of CPAs. And if there's a profession that is equally as stressful uh, at at anymore, it seems like year round, but at those peak seasons that I can still remember being in a firm. So this is years ago and Wednesdays was pizza night. Mm-hmm. And Monday was, you know, they would have breakfast for us, and Tuesday was ice cream Sundays and stuff. 
and working these long hours. And, and I'm thinking after listening to you, it, it should have been something completely some type of food to help give you more energy versus make you sleepier. Right. <laughs> uh, and nobody nobody likes a tax accountant sleeping when they're preparing your tax return. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. And that's one of the things, you know, I coach on a lot is just how, because I know, I remember, you know, I was there, I lived it. I know what it's like. And if I had known then some of the things I, I know now about how I could have improved my own energy levels when I was was going through that time, you know, I maybe I never would have quit. Maybe I wouldn't be where I am now. So I guess it all <laughs> it all happens for a reason. But yeah, there's a lot of things you can do. Well, great. As we wrap this up, we will do the rapid fire session with you. Oh no. Okay. This, this is not painful. And this is tailored to you. Okay. For the most part, I believe. Uh, so the first question, Chardonnay or Chianti? Chardonnay. Chardonnay. <laughs> What's your favorite book? Um, Living with Joy. Living with Joy. What's your favorite vegetable? Oh, gosh, that's a hard one. Depends on what season it is. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's spring. Greens. <laughs> and since this will probably air in the fall. Oh, um, sweet potatoes. You had to say sweet potatoes? Yes. <laughs> That's one of the ones I've never been able to, to stomach is a sweet potato. Really? I, yeah, I know. That's strange. I'll have to fix you a sweet potato. <laughs> PC or Mac? PC. PC. <laughs> Old school. Old school. Punch cards or hanging chads? <laughs> Punch cards. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite song? Oh, no. Another hard one. Actually, this Edelweiss from The Sound of Music. Okay. Justin Timberlake or Beyonce? Oh, Justin Timberlake. <laughs> I knew that was easy. <laughs> Favorite movie? Sound of Music. Favorite plant? <laughs> okay. Let me, favorite, oh. favorite plant that deer won't eat? Oh, Lenten roses. Okay. <laughs> and... What's one thing on your bucket list that you haven't accomplished now that you can check my podcast off of your bucket list? Oh, my gosh. My bucket list is long, but I would love to go to Italy. Uh, that You're the second person who has said that. Really? And I, I'll tell you the same thing I, I, I told uh, Tom Hood. Go. Mary and I went, I think we're going on seven, eight years ago, and... It was the best two weeks that we've ever spent out of the country, and we both have been to Greece before, and we even kid each other nowadays that if we were going to go international, it would be a hard pick between going back to Greece or going to Italy, and yeah, we'd probably have to flip a coin. That's three out of five or something. <laughs> yeah, I definitely want to go. There's lots of places I want to go, but that one is tops on my list. So, So tell my audience how they can find you. You can find me on my website at www.gatonwellness.com or email at Tammy at gatonwellness.com. And I will have her contact information uh, on the show notes as well as in the transcription, but it is Gaten, G-A-I-T-T-E-N. Thank you. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. And thank you for taking time to spend with me. I've really enjoyed uh, this conversation. And I know my audience, if they, if they listen to it, hopefully they'll 
either call you or start making some changes in their in the way they in their nutrition in order to become a a, a healthier and more energized uh, person. Well, thank you, Pete. This has been a great opportunity for me. I really enjoyed it. You made it fun. <laughs> <laughs> and so I would love it if, if they want to give me a call or if they've just been inspired today. That's, that's my goal. So that's great. Great. Thank you, Tammy. Thank you. Bye. Bye. That was a very insightful interview about the importance of good nutrition and how it can help us in our ability to handle stress and become more productive. I enjoyed listening to how Tammy took her 16 years of IT experience in corporate America, her passion for nutrition, then reinvented herself and became a certified health coach. Thinking about how improvisation played a role in Tammy's transformation, this is what I heard. Number one, in being a certified health coach, her first initiative is to gain the respect and trust from a potential client, which is achieved through that open dialogue that she has with them. Then it's extended into Tammy's ability to listen and be focused on what her clients are explaining to her in order for her to design a plan for their success. Because remember, everyone is different. Three, in gaining this valuable information, she has to ask probing questions and keep the conversation going in that positive direction. You know, the yes and approach. Number four, this listening is even extended into the analysis of the food, mood, and poop journal. I'm sorry, I still have to laugh at that. <laughs> listening to understand is about gathering all the information, not just from our ears, but from our eyes as well, so that we can properly adapt to any given situation. Number five, along with being that support system for her longer-term clients and keeping them focused and being there for when they stumble to help them get back up and back on track. Number six, finally, she took her professional and personal experiences along with her education in order to adapt to the differences between her client needs. If you like this episode, please go to iTunes and write a review on my podcast. By writing a review helps to promote the podcast to a larger audience. You can go to the show notes for the instructions on how to leave a review. And remember to sign up for the SN Challenge on my website at petermargaritas.com. Thank you again for taking time to listen to this podcast. In episode 15, I interview Hayden Williams, who is the CFO and former VP of Education at the Washington Society of CPAs. So until next time, use yes and and make better food choices, especially during high volume and stress times. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Dot com.